0: a rich girl and you're gone too far cause you know it don't matter anyway you can rely on the old man's money you can rely on the old man's money it's a bitch girl but it's gone too far cause you know it don't matter anyway all right welcome back to the fantasy six-pack hour my name is joe bond Content manager of so-called fantasy experts and founder of fantasy6pack.net. Um, <clears throat> my co-host is AJ Applegarth. Uh, he will be here shortly, I believe. Um, tonight we're going to talk uh, a little bit about some baseball injuries. There's lots and lots and lots of them. Um, some waiver wire guys I can pick up in their place, couple prospects that have come up recently and, um you know, some, some other reactivations for injuries that, you know, more good news than anything. And then we're going to go ahead and uh we're going to go back into some fantasy football action, some early ADP stuff. And, um, and, and play a little game there with AJ And I believe he is here So let me jump him in What's up man? Hey, what's going on? Not too much Did, uh, did you happen to hear the intro? It was just for you man
1: I, I did not
0: actually uh, oh, I'm about to play for you again girl, And you're going too far, you know it don't matter anyway You can rely- figured I had to uh do a little shout out to your favorite band man that I learned about at your uh, your bachelor party this weekend um yeah indeed was definitely a good time, but uh we made fun of you a lot for that. you were jamming out in the van on that one man yeah
1: i i don't I can't honestly say they're my favorite band, but uh they're definitely
0: <laughs> up there, so much cheaper like. Screaming and yelling for the holidays <laughs> during that man. I was like, What well, is gotten into you? I was. <sighs> that's uh that's how it goes. You uh you never cease to amaze me, man. You always give me more ammo to make fun of you. It's it's okay. Um so yeah, so I was just letting everybody know what is on tap for the show tonight and um yeah, you know, I, I think I think we've obviously got to start though with with the this is like a bad year, man. Like i just it's crazy. Just the passing of two more in in this case, you know, fighting legends, Muhammad Ali and Kimbo Slice and and uh I see you've got a, a lot of stuff written down here for him, so I'm just going to let you kind of talk and kind of say give say your piece, man.
1: Yeah, I mean I, like you said, this this year has just been, you know, brutal for for deaths of celebrities. And uh, you know, of course it's like two years after I stopped doing a celebrity death pool, so you know, that's a little bit of a bummer there, but you know, you can't always can't always have that I guess. Um but yeah, I mean we, we lost Muhammad Ali, uh, you know, at the age of seventy four. Um you know he he's an obvious champion but he also was you know very controversial um and you know that that showed throughout his entire career his entire lifetime really um so it, it's kind of interesting to see the different takes on you know people chiming in about about his passing and everything like that um and it looks like uh Will Smith who uh, played Muhammad Ali in the movie uh and Lennox Lewis uh, Lennox Lewis are two of the eight pallbearers bears for his uh service on Friday there. Um I I also heard on uh, ESPN, I believe, that the Dalai Lama was invited to Friday services, uh, but unfortunately he cannot attend. Um so you know uh i guess we can uh, we can give our heartfelt wishes and and you know sympathies to the uh, the Ali family um during this time uh and then also uh Kimbo Slice um i believe his real name is Kevin Ferguson um he passed away yesterday uh, at the mere age of 42 so obviously a much large uh, you know a much bigger age gap between the two there. So um, it's definitely a shame to see some someone go before their time, I feel like. Um, and, and he was kind of a, a gentle giant. Uh, you know, he most recently fought in the uh, Bellator MMA circuit, um, but he also briefly fought in the UFC going one and one. Um, and that, that was after they had booked him in the Ultimate Fighter reality show series. Um, Slice's actual first professional MMA fight was back in November 2007, and uh, it shockingly lasted only 19 seconds after he, he knocked out Bo Cantrell. Uh, but then back in 2015, uh, Bellator signed him and, and promoted him in a, a main event battle uh, with uh, the MMA stalwart Mr. Ken Shamrock, um, and Shamrock had had taken to Twitter uh, to express some, you know, what seemed like heartfelt, you know, well wishes to his family, and you know had had said uh, you know may God watch over you and this and that. Um, but he, uh, Kimba Slice, a- actually beat Shamrock um, with a TKO in the first round, and, and it was it was kind of you know, a complete turnaround because he was almost going to be submitted by Shamrock in the opening minutes of the fight. Um, but, you know, Kimbo came back and, and took him out. So again, another, uh, another sad day comes to us and, and we're talking about, you know, passings of, you know, two, two legends in, in a sport we don't necessarily touch on from the fantasy side of it, but um, you know, we're we're all sports fans in general. So mm-hmm. definitely, indeed. definitely uh, sad to see, see the news on both of them.
0: Yeah, no, indeed. I, I believe like uh, Kimbo Slice, I mean, he was like a huge internet sensation. It's kind of, kind of strange how he got his start. I mean, he was, I think he was a linebacker at the, the university or no, he was, he played like high school linebacker and was going to be like a, he was, I think he was like a highly talented recruit, but like just never came to happen. I forget. I don't know what happened there. Why he didn't, why that didn't go. But I mean, like huge internet sensation. I mean, he definitely grew up, you know, it's almost weird to say like today's, you know, in, in today's society, way more people have seen and, maybe even – I don't know if know or recognize Kimbo Slice more than Muhammad Ali. I don't know if that's the right way. But, like, with with the younger generation, maybe it is true because of the internet. Like, the guy was just, like, a backyard brawler and, like, would just destroy people. And yeah. Yeah. it's – he got it – you know, he got his chance. I, I You know, I, I think it was just – I almost kind of think it was, like, a big promo for the – for the UFC, like, hey, let's get this guy on who everybody knows his name. He might not be any good, but let's just see what happens. And I think overall he wasn't very good. Um but and wow, there is a brawl on the Orioles Kansas City game. They just peg Machado and Machado went it fists of flying at Ventura. Oh, wow. uh, that'll be that'll be a suspension. Yep. Yeah, great
1: yeah but, yeah Well, lot that'll probably me.
0: happen next week for you because you're playing me so <laughs>
1: yeah exactly appeal appeal appeal
0: <laughs> yeah uh, of course they will but yeah no but i mean yeah. it was it was kind of a crazy start you know and, and like you're saying it was a very you know it's very unfortunate i mean 42 years of age you know who knows what happened there it's just it's sad to see well yeah he
1: um Uh, just a little bit more on him. Like you said, he he became this internet sensation um, for these, you know, unsanctioned but mutual backyard, you know, or or alleyway brawls where Mm -hmm. he just was this powerful punching machine and he just destroyed people. So, you know, it it wasn't any secret, even by him. I mean, self-admittedly that he... He wasn't like he didn't know everything there was to know about the mixed martial arts part of it, you know, and all the different facets of of the actual martial arts side. He's just a big bruiser and and he got in there and if he landed some punches, you know he did some damage and and it showed with with the uh, you know the quickness that his fights ended um Yeah, he he grew up in the Bahamas and and then – or he was born in the Bahamas and grew up in the Miami area. So that's kind of where he got his start there. He was uh, Mm – an article I was reading earlier, I think, said he was a linebacker in high school, maybe Palmetto High, I think it was. Um, And then the hurricane that came through, maybe Andrew back at that time, like ripped everything up. So he – you know, it – all of his scholarships and everything like that pretty much um you know pretty much destroyed any hope that he had of of getting a, a scholarship and everything like that. It it just all kind of disappeared from the from that. But um yeah, I actually just pulled it up too on E S P N it looks like he was awaiting heart transplant. Um
0: Oh wow. I mean, it and it looked like a lot of steroids and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, who yeah. knows if that played a big a big part in it?
1: He was uh, he was admitted to the hospital on on June third, Friday, complaining of severe abdominal pain, shortness of breath, and nausea. Um, something else down here says he went to Germany around March, got really sick while he was there. Uh, he didn't know you know what he thought it was, but he just felt sick. So he had bad chest pains, went to the hospital. He seemed okay Friday, but then, you know, it obviously took a turn. Um and 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 it just something wasn't right, I guess. So definitely a shame. Um he was scheduled to fight uh James Thompson uh at Bellator one hundred fifty eight uh in July, July sixteenth at out in London. So um, you know, he still had stuff going on. He still had fights lined up. You know, like I said, I mean, I think it's something where he's he definitely, uh, you know, lost too early uh, before his time. But I guess when you when you do certain things to your body and don't take care of it that, as best as you can, sometimes these things will happen to you sooner than later. So, but anyway, I think that's enough on the, uh, the sadness train for tonight. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think we can move on from that. I'm just in uh, awe of this fight that just happened here, man. I wish you would have the TV on. It was uh, – Yeah, I did not. Um... He, he got drilled in the back by Ventura. Oh. because oh, Machado showed him up on a like a pop-up or something. I don't know what happened. I missed his first at bat. but um, So I guess he decided enough's enough. And Machado got a good hit on him too, though that was that was pretty good, but yeah they're both they're both obviously ejected i mean although I don't think anything's been officially announced anyway i could that's probably boring uh, we will move on um so n b a finals man they're going on, and uh I think things aren't going quite the way that you had picked it uh, I think you picked Cleveland as six. It's not looking so good right now, man, Golden State looks like they are going to team roll Cleveland yeah and, um that they, you know, they two game lead. they've won got a combined like forty eight points or something crazy like that, I think I heard today um it's been it's been bad, LeBron doesn't look good, Kevin Love looks terrible, Kyrie can't do anything yeah there's just
1: absolutely no offense from from that team and. You know, everybody talks about the East versus the West and how the East is so much worse than the West. And and it really is true, but, you know, there's... they, They just plowed their way through the playoffs. And, you know, they looked strong in pretty much every series. I don't think they really had any glaring weaknesses as far as what you're seeing now. Well... Yeah, t- Toronto. They, they, you know, they had a couple tough games there. Obviously, the, the, the losing games there, but you know, Toronto was was a solid team, and, and they kind of came up and surprised themselves, I think, a little bit, you know, by getting to the finals. But you know, that once they they dispelled them, I, I thought it was going to be a pretty good series, and it just hasn't been. I mean, maybe when they get back to Cleveland, things will be a little different. But it looks like they might not even have a love when they get back to Cleveland. So we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, I mean, Golden State is heavily in control right now with their two-zero lead, and uh, game three
0: is tomorrow night. So yeah, I mean, I think at best Cleveland's going to get one. I mean, they might come out all fired up, get one. But I don't see I think that, I mean this series just looks like it's over. And another series that looks like it's over, and you know we don't talk a lot of hockey. I'm not a huge hockey guy. Um, I don't think you are either. But you know Pittsburgh, they look like they're going to take it three one lead uh, with the with the win yesterday. I think I think they're going to. I was listening on listening today to somebody else, and I think it was Mike and Mike in the morning or something, and it's like the first time they're going to be able to close out a Stanley cup at home possibly like ever. It,
1: I don't think it's the first time that they have the opportunity to, they never have though. They've never, Oh yeah. They've I never guess that's the that's Stanley cup at home. Yeah. Uh, Rosello and uh, uh, Danny Cannell, I was listening to it at launch came home and was watching that. Um, they were talking about it a little bit, uh, but Well, actually, you know what? It might have just even come across the ticker while I was watching that, but it said "can clinch at home for the first time." So, um, yeah, I mean, it'll it'll be interesting, Um, or not? Not just defeats exactly what I just said. They've they've had opportunities to clinch at home, they just never have. So, you know, I think they probably will. I mean, I'd like to see San Jose come back and get at least another game, you know, if not push it to a game seven and and make it real interesting. Um, but Pittsburgh, I mean, they're they're a good team, man. I, I just I hate to say it because I hate I know I don't like Sydney, Pittsburgh cry, at baby. all. And and Malkin is, I mean, he's he's kind of a little bitch sometimes too, but I mean, he's a hell of a player. And, uh, you know, he's a bit of a bruiser. So, you know, they they got it going on all cylinders right now. And, and nobody even thought in the beginning of the season they were going to even contend. And here they are. So, they they find a
0: way with that team. I,
1: I don't get it.
0: but I said it before the playoffs started. I was watching, like, a little bit of hockey at the end of the year. I started getting a little bit into it because the Caps, it looked like they had a chance to do something. And... uh <laughs> I know, right? And,
1: uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. That's oh,
0: whatever. <laughs> and, um, and so I started getting into it, but then I'm like looking at the standings and going, man, Pittsburgh looks like they're playing really well right now. Like, that's scary. I don't like, I don't like Pittsburgh in the playoffs. So that was, no,
1: <laughs> they're,
0: I, I never
1: liked CNN in the playoffs from, when... Flyers had to fight off against them and, you know, they were always a, a very tough out, but, you know, at the same time, I feel like they've beaten us more times than we've beaten them recently in playoffs. But we've, uh, you know, we've found a way to beat them up, at least, and make it, you know, a really rough series on them, which I enjoy, but man, they're just, uh yeah, they're looking good, so...
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, <clears throat> right over there? You will have to excuse me. I am definitely still down with whatever I have. Anyway, so, yeah, those two look like they're kind of over, unfortunately, because, you know, playoff finals. It sucks to see finals where they're just done, you know, where they're just going yeah. off like this. You want to see yeah. good series. Even if the team you don't want to win wins, you want to see a good game. It's like the Super Bowl. Like, when it's a blowout, you're like, that was a waste.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't – I mean, I don't enjoy – I enjoy the series being the multi-game series because it's like, okay, great. It's not just over in that one game. Um, mm. But, you know, when it goes and it's just like, oh, they're up one, oh, up, 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 they're up up oh, they're up two to one oh it's three to one so it's like eh, just lose interest a lot quicker so anyway let's move on to some uh some baseball talk here got a slew of of new injuries that i want to uh that i want to touch on and throw out my little comedic genius with the nicknames that i've come up with some of these don't, guys
0: don't uh so, don't hold back there man don't be too modest
1: uh, I, I won't. I never have. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> there's, there's no point in, in doing that. All right. So, uh, first one here is, David, the price isn't right anymore, uh, is, is on the DL as of Friday with a neck injury. Uh, looks like he's going to be resting for about six to eight weeks before he starts back up into any kind of baseball activities. So his best case is that he's going to be back in August. But, you know, obviously we've seen injury history with him before. I think we even talked about it earlier this year. Um, but this this is something that could probably linger into September. So, you know, my question for you with this injury, is this, you know, is his career over if he can't return from this?
0: Dude, it's possible. I uh, I actually wrote about this a little bit in my uh, my updated two hundred and fifty rankings uh, up on SoCal Fantasy Experts today, and um, you know I I talked about how it's possible. You know this this thing could could really just linger. I mean, last time uh, last year he had something very very similar. I want to say it was in his lower back, maybe, or I don't know. He's had back neck injuries it seems like forever. Now, yeah, and,
1: some kind of stenosis <clears throat> or something that he had an issue with. Well,
0: I forget what they stenosis.
1: called it. That might have been this year.
0: I, I forget what they called it, but it was basically like degenerative back issues or something like that. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, man, like that doesn't sound good at all. It doesn't sound like you should be playing baseball or any sort of like professional sport. And um. And so – you know, yeah, I mean, it, it's very it's very possible his career's over. It'd be unfortunate he's a good guy, but um, doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, hopefully he can he can get back <clears throat> in
1: the field. I mean, he's still, you know, I don't know if I'd say he's in his prime. He's, he's past his prime, but he's still, if he could somehow manage to stay healthy, have a, a couple more good years. You know, he, he is the captain of that team. He's kind of like the – you know uh second I don't know, I can I was going to say second coming of Derek Jeter but that's not going to work. He's like Derek Jeter to the Yankees is David Wright to the Mets. So, you know, he he's there, he's a, he's a great clubhouse guy, you know, he's a solid player when he is healthy um and things are going his way, but we'll see uh we'll see what what happens in a few months after this uh comes through. All right, so our next uh next power hitter here guy is uh josh thumb in a free ride Donaldson who's out with a mild thumb jam he plans to play through the injury right now though so that kind of sucks for me uh with us playing this week but you know it it's it should also be noted that that this injury you know he's actually suffered multiple thumb strains and, and it's you know, not all of which were even reported to the team, but this is all due to the amount of balls that he has taken on the inside uh, recently. So, you know,
0: it's kind of interesting
1: it's to me about balls how,
0: on the inside, huh? how how his taking of balls on the that. inside affects his thumb. <laughs> but
1: you know, yeah, you gotta just keep an eye on this and and see if it's something whether he sits sits out more days if the pain becomes too much or. You know, if he's going to continue going in early to get treatment um, on it like he did the other day
0: and see, hey, you know, how long he can play through it. Honestly, in my opinion, and I, not a whole lot else to say on this, but it would explain a little bit of the power drop for him recently. Like, he started off hot, and now he's been pretty cold lately. So, if if these kind of things haven't been mentioned, then – um yeah, then that I definitely would explain a lot. So, you know, it doesn't make me very happy because I do own him in our league, but um, yeah. it would it would at least explain it. And that's the problem that we see with these thumb
1: injuries too. They they just pin the power forever if they're really bad, and and yeah, the power is gone. You know, you're gripping that bat and and trying to. Get it as, as you know tight as you can to mash these balls, and uh, you know if you if you have so many balls coming inside, you, you're not able to mash them too much, and you're just you're just getting hit on the sun with them, so it's just uncomfortable. I mean, I don't know. All right, so our next uh, our next injury here, who I think we've actually talked about before as well, uh, Hunter six pence, none the richer is uh out with a pretty severe hamstring injury uh from what I read, the tendon was completely torn from the bone so yep. uh that's that's gotta hurt <laughs> um He's set to go into surgery this Thursday he's expected to miss uh about eight weeks um kind of a similar time frame that that David Wright's looking at um so he, he's pretty much out until almost the end of the season as well, uh, and, and it'll depend on how much rehab time he needs after that um, to to get back to what he was doing. I mean, and, and he was having a good season. He was kind of one of those guys that we talked about earlier. We, we both liked a lot coming into the season, and, and I have him on at least two of my teams. So, um you know, I, I really liked them and this is definitely a bummer for me. So uh next guy, we've uh, this is this is gonna be a, a reoccurring scene here. Uh we've also got another uh another similar in in uh, injury. Leonis Moonover Miami, Martin. Uh he was scheduled to start running bases yesterday, so his obviously isn't anywhere near as severe but he's still dealing with a hamstring injury. Um, but he he's remaining to, uh, be on track or remains to be on track to rejoin the team on the 10th. So look for him to probably head out on a a two, maybe three game rehab stint. And then, uh, he should be coming back to to taking over everyday duties for, uh, you know, uh, out center field for Seattle. Um, guy that you added in here, and I actually was thinking about throwing in as well, uh, because I did see some some info on him. Um, Michael Shoulder Woes from Late-Ass Throws, Brantley. Uh, Yet another setback for this guy. Uh, Apparently these came after some soft tosses last week, uh, and the rumor is he's going to miss significant time here. Uh, Terry Francona came out and just... Basically, kind of, it seemed like he was kind of blasting the press about you know them asking about Brantley's health at the shoulder and whatnot. You know, he he kind of came to to the aid of his uh, or the defense of his player and said, you know, we're we're concerned about his health and you know it's not a matter of the time we want him healthy. So you know, that's nice to see. Um, and then the last uh, the last new injury here quite possibly my favorite nickname, Brandon. Is this a guyer? A girl's bathroom. Uh, Also a hamstring injury. So he's placed on the DL uh, on Sunday with a strained left hamstring. Um, He he thinks the injury is only going to keep him out the minimum 15 days. And then he'll probably play through the pain. So, you know, we've seen this before where the player themselves comes out and says, Oh yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm I'm only gonna sit out the minimum and this and that but again the trainers look at it and say, Yeah, no, you're you're sitting out a little bit longer than that. Um, uh, but Geyer's been you know, he's been pretty solid lately and, and he's really kinda of picked it up for uh for Tampa Bay. So you know, he was somebody that was that I actually picked up in one of my leagues and was kind of riding out. So now he's just either on my DL or I may have dropped him. But, you know, he's he's a guy who should be back relatively soon, assuming it's not too severe. Um, speaking of uh, guys that are back from injury, we've got uh, uh, a couple of guys here that we, we talked about last week, <clears throat> um, two pitchers that I want to highlight first. Jordan, my name is Jason Zimmerman.
0: Ah
1: um, uh, that's the uh the the guy that, that Joe knows, you know, more than anybody, I guess.
0: Um
1: <laughs> he was he was back uh back in the rotation last Friday, pitched against the White Sox and uh had a pretty good game. He uh, twirled sixty two of his ninety three pitches for strikes. Um didn't make it out of the fifth. Uh, I'm sorry, out of the sixth. He was uh, pulled after five, five point two innings, after uh, five hits, two walks, and two earned runs, and he only had three K's. So that that's kind of disappointing there, but he did notch the win. So um, you know that's big for the Tigers going up against their division rival. Um, he's ready to take the mound again tomorrow night against the Blue Jays. So. That should be a pretty good start, hopefully. Uh, Sunny with a few clouds of gray, is uh, back from his back strain. Uh, gray also returned, you know, over the weekend as well, and he had a pretty effective five innings on Sunday. Uh, he was only limited to 69 pitches in the outing, though, so, you know, he should have a... A much longer outing this coming Sunday against the Reds. He'll have a longer leash out there and get some more pitches in. Um, but they're obviously being careful with him because he is their young ace. Um,
0: well, and this was basically his rehab outing too.
1: He didn't well, have a rehab
0: start, so this was it. No. So and he's been out
1: since you know mid mid to late May. I think May 20th or so was his last time he's pitched. Uh, gave up five hits and only one walk and one earned run and he struck out five. So ended up with a no decision in the outing, but like I said, he's he's facing the Reds on Sunday, so that should be a pretty favorable matchup for him if he's uh you know moving in the right decision or right direction here. And then a uh, guy that, that you uh that you just added here uh the kettle is hot Marte. Um yet another hamstring injury. Uh, he returned yesterday and had a run at the steal. So looks like the hamstring's not really not really bothering him too much there. Um, so that's that's kind of what we're looking at for the injuries.
0: Yeah, and actually I just I just noticed one just a few minutes ago. I was just looking around. Um Carlos Rodon, Chicago White Sox, he is dealing with a uh I would think it was like neck pain or something and it's traveled down his left arm. So he's going to miss his next start. And that's always something you got to be worried about. You know, it's almost right up there with the David Wright issue. Like you got to be worried about like a, like a bulging disc in the neck or the back or something that's, that's pinching a nerve. And that's, that's always a a troublesome injury as we've seen. So something to definitely keep an eye on there.
1: I did actually, uh, Check that out when I was looking at my uh fan tracks lineup tonight and saw that he was injured all of a sudden. Uh, I didn't yeah. and see the whole scoop about the uh traveling down into the arm issue, but definitely something for yeah. me to keep an eye on.
0: So, uh, so your your uh your nicknames here are pretty clever, man. I gotta give you some credit for that. I I, I do like the Brandon Is This a Guy or Girls Bathroom one. Um <laughs> That was my favorite. Pretty pretty I mean, it's funny. Very
1: topical. It's very it Caitlyn is. Jenner. It is. Uh I mean it's it just works. I mean it
0: definitely is I, I
1: challenge somebody to come up with a better nickname for Brandon Dyer. All right. Tweet oh, tweet me. At no. Algar.
0: All right, go for it. Um I, I kinda just like the simple one though, like David the Price isn't right anymore. I kinda like that one. It's simple but it's funny, you know, like I don't know. I'm I well. Initially, one, by the way. Thank of course you so, did. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> that
1: one is, is my favorite. Dig It Joe nickname. So of it is. Uh, but yeah, I, I originally wanted to try to keep all of the nicknames, you know, as the first name, then nickname, then last name, but. You know, some of some of them you just, you just can't. I mean, you gotta you gotta keep going, and and the price isn't right anymore. Also works because he had a ridiculous contract,
0: so it, it's yeah. not
1: it's not working anymore. Obviously, paid well, him a all ridiculous this money
0: only because he's had all these injuries. Like no one saw this coming. The guy's been well, you know exactly. awesome his whole career, but that's
1: what, I mean. but it... that's what I'm, and that's all I'm saying. It's it's bad for the Mets because of all of these injuries that have slowed him and and not allowed him to live up to that contract, which I believe he, he could have done if he was healthy. Um, so yeah, that's the injuries. I guess we can move it on to, uh, some waiver wire pickups that we found here. Um, you want to start these off then?
0: Yeah, I'll go ahead and, and get through these. Um, we got, we got Matt Adams owned at 27 point percent. These are all ESPN ownership numbers. Um, you know, we try and find guys that are owned in 30 in ish or less percent leagues. Um, a lot of you guys are out there. And if, if, if honestly, if there's better guys out there, go for it. You know who they are, I would hope. But uh, you know, we're, we're trying to please the masses here. So, this guy's been on fire lately, man. I, I picked up Matt Adams in our league, and he's been he's been awesome. So he's yeah. definitely definitely someone to to, to look at. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year he, he wasn't he wasn't getting a ton of playing time, but the Cardinals are just they were struggling to find somebody at first base who could play more full time, and Matt Adams decided to finally remember how to play baseball, and he's been coming through for him. Yeah, um, I mean
1: even. Even in points leagues, he's
0: you know he's doing
1: pretty well and he's getting consistent points every day. Um, you know, looking back through the twenty eighth of May, you know he had a, it looks like he had a pitch hit uh, at that there. You know he went one for one, then he didn't have a hit the next day going over two. Uh must have had a, a walk or two that game though, um, but he's had a hit every day since then in the last the last two days. So, well uh today and, and Sunday, he's had two hits. So, you know, he's definitely finding that swing again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Another guy that, that you put down here, Logan Morrison, owned in 23.9% of leagues. Um, he's been really swinging a hot bat right now. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, you want to ride the hot streaks with him. He'll, he'll go cold in an instant. So, be ready to drop him when it happens. But right now, I mean he we've seen it in his career a few times. He um he gets hot and he can just put up the numbers. So definitely definitely take a look at him.
1: Yeah, lots of uh lots of first base pickups that I found today. I also Was debating on throwing Joe Maurer on there, but he was owned at like forty some percent, so a little higher than what we typically like to go with. But I mean, he's been he's been real steady lately too. For what I would say is you know overall a pretty disappointing Minnesota team. So, uh, but he's he's got getting his numbers back and uh, and playing pretty well too.
0: (laughs) Yep. Excuse me. Another guy that we got here, Derek Norris, eighteen percent owned. Um, and he's batting, uh, just uh, batting just under two hundred, batting just under three hundred lately. Couple home runs, eight RBI. I mean, not on the strongest offensive team, but you know, it, we're looking at catchers here, so you know, it's it's uh, you take what you get from these guys.
1: Yeah, it's a weak position, you know. Overall, I feel like. And you know I picked norse up in in one of my leagues I had uh Saravelli who went down with his uh brief injury he's he's back um back today i think he he started he was in the lineup yesterday but they they got postponed so uh, I believe he played in the first game today but uh yeah i mean Norse is i mean we knew the power was there. Um, he, he's kind of shown the flashes of that before. He just, he started off this year just terribly. So he wasn't really, you know, helping many, many teams, but he's definitely picked it up as of late.
0: Yeah. Um, a couple of these guys, I mean, these guys, I you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure here with, with, with this guy. Uh, I'm not even sure I can pronounce his first name. Yang Gervis. Yang, Yang Gervis. Do you know yep. how to pronounce this? Yeah, Solarte, yeah, um 16.1% owned Yeah, you know, he, he came off the DL. Uh you know, he's been batting pretty well. I'm just I'm not really sure I buy into it. I don't if you you know, if you're one of these guys that wants to just hit pick up the hot hitter sure, but I don't I don't know if I buy into this being, you know, having having staying power here with this.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a uh... He's the guy that I actually picked up late last year and uh, kind of rode rode through, and he wasn't anything sexy, but he he got the job done, and, um, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, this guy's doing pretty well. Uh, ride it out and then drop him and ride it out and drop him. If he, you know, picks it up and drops off, picks up and drops off. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's, he's been hot lately, so... You know, and plus the, the other good thing to note for him, he's first and third base eligible right now, at least in ESPN. Um, and he's, depending on where he's starting tonight, um, he could gain second base eligibility. Uh, he's at nine games right now. So if you're looking for for another uh, option at second base for stopgap there right now, then, then he could be your guy
0: yeah i mean the second base eligibility would definitely help uh it should probably help his ownership too um i mean people are struggling at the second base this year big time i know i am yeah <clears throat> excuse me uh you can go ahead and finish man i gotta <laughs> clear this up all right
1: um so the next uh next three guys i have listed here are uh some pitchers that, that i've been looking at um Matt Andrese, I believe that's how you say it, or Andrese. Um Again, he's a little bit higher owned at 39%. Um, but he, if he's available in your league, I, I think you need to go out and grab this guy. Uh, six games started for Tampa Bay this year. He's, he's got a 4-0 record, four quality starts, 252 ERA, a 1.02 whip, and 25 Ks. He's only given up three earned runs or more twice. So, and I believe it was three earned one, in in one game, and then four earned in another, and they were back to back games. So, he's definitely looking like he's pretty hot. Again, he's he's starting to creep up in that ownership though. So, you may have missed the boat on that one. Um, another another guy is uh, you know, Old Faithful here, CC C. Sabathia owned in 30.7% uh, of leagues. And, you know, I, I don't think you're buying into his stuff right here, but, I mean, he's been a lot better this year than what we've seen in the past few years. And and he's got nine, nine game starts, so his record's only three and four, which is not great. But he does have six quality starts. His ERA is only 2.58, and he's got 45 Ks. The biggest knock here is that his whip is up at 1.24. But the last five games alone, um, he's been very dominant. And two of those games were against Toronto. The other two were against Baltimore. He gave up zero earned runs in three of those five games. And the other two games, he gave up, uh, you know, a total of three earned runs. So he uh, he did hit the DL in early May with a groin strain, um, which was after that that first matchup in Baltimore against Baltimore. But to me, it doesn't look like it slowed him down since he's come back. So he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. Um, he's got a, another uh, decent matchup coming up as well. Um, so take an eye on that. Uh, and then the last guy here is Doug Fister. He's only, um, you know, 20.4% owned. And I think a lot of that is because he had a real rough start to the season going 1-3. One, one you know, the last seven game starts, he's gone 4-0, six quality starts, 28 Ks, uh, and that's all since May 1st. So, like I said, his first month in April was kind of bad. But, you know, since then he's really settled in. Um, his ERA is down to uh three five one which isn't great but it's not uh it's not horrible either. It's it's kinda of right in the middle there where you kinda of like things I guess. Um the one knock that I do have on Fister is that he's definitely been a victim to the long ball. He's given up a total of nine homers already this season. Um but I mean overall he's still pitching well enough to be owned, so as long as the matchup isn't too tough i definitely you know look at him th- this this week i think he's facing texas who houston has yet to beat this year so maybe want to skip him on this this one but after that you know keep an eye on it and see what he's got
0: yeah i mean I, his bad start was was part of the reason why he didn't <clears throat> why he didn't get picked up and or maybe you know got dropped but his little strikeout numbers are also a huge reason for that. I mean, a five point two seven K per nine. That's that's not good. Um, that's that's hard to own in fantasy when you got guys like that. Because um, yeah, they might you know he might get you the win. He might get you strikeouts, but you know you 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 want guys that can get you strikeouts, and so you know there's guys out there that you'll take a little bit higher ERA and WHIP if if they can get you five or six more strikeouts a game than than Fister. But he's definitely solid. I mean, I, I own him in my huge dynasty league, so it's you know that's, that's a bit of a different story, but you know than, than what most people are playing in. But but yeah, all all good, uh, all good candidates. Uh, I, I couldn't really comment there. I was still coughing up a lung for some reason uh, during the ah, season. I'm not buying into it, man. I think he's gonna fall off a cliff soon. Um, I just said can't do it. I mean, even even the game against Baltimore, man, he like walked four or five hits. Yeah, he I held him scoreless, but geez, oh, he, the whip was bad, man. So Yeah, the
1: whip the whip is definitely scary. And, I mean, he, he got into some trouble on Sunday here, you know, when he was pitching against Baltimore the second go around. He only gave up two hits across five innings, but he had six walks. I mean, oh, that, that, that's, I get that's what I meant.
0: Yeah, that's what I meant. I don't know what yeah, I meant. Well, four.
1: no, it was the first the first game it was the opposite he had six hits and only two walks um mm. and 6 Ks across seven innings but he mm. he was pitching you know they were fighting off a lot of pitches and and they were making him work on Sunday I mean he got into a couple of different jams where uh you know Baltimore really had a chance to to, to open this game up a lot but you know he fought through and and was able to to get the outs when he needed them but I mean he, he definitely put guys on base with that six walks. That that is not helping his cause.
0: Nope, not one bit at all. Um so really quickly but, I mean, some baseball news here, man. We uh we uh we got a couple we got a, a big time prospect getting called up to start the game Wednesday, so tomorrow. Uh Jameson Talion, um Pittsburgh Pirate big time pitching prospect. You know, he basically didn't pitch for 2 years. Um so I'm I'm honestly kind of surprised that it's him over um what's his name right now? I'm blanking on his name. Glasnow. now, guy. Glassnow, like, like, yeah, I'm I'm really kind of surprised it's him, but Ty has been killing it this year. Um so you know, the more I look at it, I guess maybe not and I think that, I think they want to make sure that Glasnow works on his control a little more. I think he's he's struggling with his command. Um, yeah so I think that's part of it, but still he's getting the call up. he gets to face uh i think it's ciguard tomorrow, so that'll be that'll be a fun yep, two of these pitchers here um what do you what do you think about italian in the long run? Do you think he sticks or think he gets called back down after the after the the spot start
1: um I hope he sticks up i mean i've got him in my dynasty league, and I've just been kind of sitting on him since last year, and I was kind of mad at myself you know, after I took him thinking I really should have gone after glass now. Like he was the pitcher to own, but I mean, he's been lights out so far in, in, um, in the minors this year.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: like you said, I think, I think glass now still has some issues to work out. And overall, you know, the, the legitimate order would have been, uh, Jameson coming up first anyways
0: I think uh, a lot of people thought that that was gonna be the case
1: yeah I did but because of the you know because of all the injuries and him not playing it flip-flopped and it's like oh well we're definitely gonna bring this guy up now because he's so far behind after not pitching for two years but I mean he he's always been touted and, and he's always had the talent so I mean, I'm not surprised to see this move be made and see it be made in this order, um, but it'll it'll be interesting. I mean, it's, it's a tough matchup against Syndergaard for sure, but I mean, it'll be a it'll be a cool matchup to watch. You know, all these mm-hmm. young prospect pitchers. Really, I mean, Syndergaard's not necessarily a prospect anymore since he came up last year, but uh, I mean, he's still a rookie, so. I'm I'm excited
0: for it. I'm starting them in my dynasty league too. So yeah, absolutely, I would, man. It's so fun to sit these guys when they come up. Um yeah. So Byron Buxton's back, and uh, he actually looks like he figured out how to hit against major league hitting, man. Um, yeah. Ten for twenty-three, three runs, two RBI, a steal. He's still striking out at twenty percent, but the good news there is that it's way down from his forty-one. Which includes this last week when he was hitting, you know, only striking out twenty percent of the time. So I don't even know what that number was before, but you know, last year was at thirty one point nine. It's right there, right around his minor league numbers, which is promising because maybe you know things are starting to click for him, um, and and we'll get to see this this stud prospect finally you know play well on on the big stage. So I, I'm I'm intrigued. Uh, he, if if he's out there, I I think if if you've got a spot for him, I would take a chance because who knows, man? You could be, you could be getting a, a steal here that nobody's really thinking about.
1: Yeah, I actually was debating on listing him in the um, in the waiver wire pickups. He's only owned in twenty four point seven mm-hmm. uh, yeah, percent. Again, again, in in ESPN numbers. Um, but he's already got like a plus thirteen point one percent ad. So you know he he's getting picked up. He's getting seen, and and people are taking notice of what we thought we were getting. You know when you drafted the guy this year, um, or or started him early in the year, and he just disappointed and, and didn't come through for you. But you know maybe he's got it figured out.
0: Yeah, and then um, we've got a Johnny Peralta coming back, finally from the DL, started today, starting at third. Um, if if you missed the news, Colton Wong was sent down to the minors. So it's going to be Peralta at third, Oledmiz Aled- Diaz at short, and Matt Carpenter at second. So – uh, that's that's how they made room. I wasn't really sure what they were gonna do when Peralta came back, but I mean, this was this was obviously the move they had to make. I mean, Wong has just been hitting, playing terribly,
1: so they had to yeah. do
0: something with him. Twenty-five million dollar man down in the minor league, so um, it's definitely <laughs> interesting. But yeah, you know, he's back. He's uh, you know, he's up there in age, but he's always able to figure out a way to. To get it done, it seems like, man. And, um, you know, what's he done tonight so far? One for three. So, I mean, whatever. You know, think, things will. I think things will work out for him. You know, he's kind of an interesting bit of power that you can get from shortstop. So, you know, I, I doubt he's – what's his ownership percentage? I didn't even look. I have it right here. He's 15.7%, man. Like, if he's out there and you he need help at shortstop, which I'm sure a lot of people do, I'd go get him right now. I mean, yeah, that's, that's
1: there's a, no, there's no that's, point in waiting. Pressure, I mean, he, my opinion. he's a guy that that really should have been picked up, you know, a week and a half ago, uh, just yeah, based on the news, the news of him coming back up. So I, I'm not surprised to see Wong go down either. I
0: mean, he's done nothing. Yeah, he's been bad. And then last but not least here for baseball, we've got uh, James Shields being traded to the Chicago White Sox for Eric Johnson and Fernando Tatis Tatis Jr. Jr. I don't know anything about either one of them. I'm sure there's some fine prospects, but
1: whatever. Eric Um, Eric Johnson's been up. He's he's spot-started a couple times this year. He's kind of a... Like, he's a bit of a journeyman at this point. Um, nothing nothing too spectacular to write home about uh, Tatis, I think, is an outfielder. Um, pretty sure he, he can play kind of all around the field, though, um, but not 100% on that. I don't, I don't really recall much about him. I feel like he used to play for the Mets, and that's why I remember his name.
0: Yeah, but you uh, know Shields hasn't been playing very well, and you know his numbers have just gotten worse since he went to the National League, which is actually surprising. Um, I I'd be really shocked to see those numbers improve once he moves back to the AL. Um, yeah, I mean he gets a favorable division, I guess. You get Minnesota, and a little Cleveland starting to play well. Kansas City starting to play well again, although they're they're not quite the same. Um, yeah, Chicago. You know, didn't get the White Sox. Detroit's got a powerful office. I mean, all right, it's still the AL, man. I, you know, it's that's going to be a tough transition back for a guy who doesn't seem to be very dominant anymore. And, um, yeah. no, I think I, this yeah. was a
1: complete salary dump on, on San Diego's part.
0: Oh, of course it you was. Know, they, but...
1: they went big and tried to get it set up for him to, uh, you know, be their guy last year, and they made the splash. But yeah, he's just not not really doing much. Uh, Johnny Peralta, meanwhile, just went uh, got his second hit and uh, has two RBIs tonight.
0: Oh, nice! Wow. Alrighty then. Um, yeah, there you go. Get Johnny Peralta. If he's still there. Sorry, man, uh, I, you know, yeah. I kind of Double, promised. Double uh, to deep left, Carpenter and, and Holiday scored. Yeah, nice. I, uh, you know, last week I kind of promised everybody a, a little bit of football, hopefully every week here until we get to the season, and obviously things will pick up from there. But um want to go through and play a little game with you. I want to go through and give you two similar ADP players and ask you which one you would personally draft first. And we'll, we'll for this sake, we'll go with PPR. Uh, I know that's your favorite. And okay. so, you know, just say which one you'll, you'll draft first, maybe a little bit about why, and then uh, I'll tell you who has the actual higher ADP numbers. And so we'll get started here with, with two running backs, Lamar Miller, now with Houston, and then Jamal Charles coming off an injury, and um, in a slightly crowded backfield now. Maybe, oh man.
1: Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm I'm tempted to take Miller first over Charles, but maybe that's because I'm a little biased against Charles because of last year. Um, yeah. Do it
0: that way. Miller over Charles. Well, that is exactly how the Fantasy Pros AP has it right now. Lamar Miller is number 14 overall. Jamal Charles is 15 overall. And actually, I think Jamal Charles would be a lot higher if my Fantasy League players right now were not drafting him at number 21. But that said, Lamar Miller is higher. And I, and I, I tend to agree with you. Um... So I think I think that's a very wise choice there. Jordy Nelson versus Alshon Jeffrey. Uh absolutely, Jordan uh Jordy over Jeffrey. Yes. Um you would agree with with the masses here again. Uh, Jordy Nelson's got the 16th ADP. Well, ranked 16. I guess the ADP is actually 17 on average, and Alshon okay. Jeffries is 19.3, ranked number 20. So, um, Alshon Jeffrey's low is 21, high is 18. Jordy Nelson's is a high of 13 and a low of 19. So what is FFC? that must be fantasy football championships like NFC. So that's uh that's that's pretty interesting. Uh go back to running backs here, Eddie Lacy and Mark Ingram.
1: Eddie Lacey versus Mark Ingram. Ooh. Uh, I think I wanna take Lacy first, actually. I, I mean I know that he's had the weight issues and the productivity issues, but I, I really do think that he's gonna turn it around this year and surprise a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I mean I I agree. I think he'll I think he'll turn it around and have a better season than last. I mean, I don't know how much harder that <laughs> that's probably not very hard to beat. Last year was pretty bad for him. I think I'm still taking Ingram and Mark Ingram's ADP is just barely over Eddie Lacy's by point four. So they're, they're pretty even. Uh, Eddie Lacy's high is 22, low of 25. And then Ingram's is a high of 22 and a low of 26. So actually, these numbers don't make any sense. I don't know how these are average and weighted because Eddie Lacy looks like he should have a higher ADP. Um, 122 and 225s. Ingram's is a high of 22 and 226s. Maybe they, Maybe they have numbers like... Back behind it, where it's like number of times he's been taken at each. Oh, at that number, because yeah. that's all awesome. I can think of. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like those numbers don't make those numbers don't add up. But I will give fancy pros the benefit of the doubt, and hopefully, they have something in back behind there that's doing the math there that makes sense. Sammy Watkins versus Brandon Cooks.
1: Oh, I got to get Cooks over Watkins on that one. I like Watkins,
0: but he's just not
1: not doing it.
0: Well, their, their ADPs are actually exactly the same right now at 27. <laughs> but Cooks is, wow. uh, yeah, I actually made this list looking at standard by accident. And so now that I'm looking at PPR, I probably wouldn't have picked those two, but that's pretty funny. Um yeah, so 27 for both. I, I'm going Cooks only because I've got to think, especially in the PPR league, he's going to get a ton of targets. Sammy Watkins has still got Tyrod as much as we both love Tyrod as a quarterback. I just don't think they yeah. throw as much as, you know, say a Drew Brees, obviously. And and he's got the injury. You know he's got the foot injury, so who knows how that's really going to affect him if he's gonna miss all the camp who knows how how that's gonna affect him going in i you know I've ranked him a little lower than than some people so far so we we will see what happens there um I'm not a big I'm not a huge believer in anymore I know we had a huge second half there um but i'm just I'm just not buying on it couple other ones that I, I randomly want to ask you. What about like a Randall Cobb versus a Marius Thomas?
1: Ooh. Honestly, I don't think I'm drafting either of those guys this year. Um, and that hurts to to say to to Train because he's my boy, but I mean, I just felt with the, the flux of the quarterback situation there, I just don't Think he's going to be as productive? I mean, hell, I think he only had one touchdown this past year. If that, so you know, I, I'm staying away from him. I, I'd probably take Cobb over him with Nelson coming back. Cobb should get going again, but
0: yeah, I've, I've I've currently got Demarius Thomas ranked. Five spots over Cobb in in PPR. Um, I could very easily switch that around. You know, Cobb burned me so bad last year in a couple of different leagues. Yeah, I bought I bought in on him really high, and um, I just think Demarius Thomas has got the talent to figure things out. I mean, it's Mark Sanchez is he's bad, but I mean. He's had good games in philly before, like I mean, it's possible well, he's, he's had his started. career he's had good games, so i mean i, I think that he i think he'll have enough you know, to to keep the you know Demaryius thomas at least in like you know respectable category range here yeah. it's not he's yeah. not gonna be you know potential first round pick anymore you know we're we're looking third fourth round at this point for both of these guys i think yeah um and, and one more I want to throw out to you. What about like a, a Thomas Rawls versus LaShawn McCoy? And, and, and just for the hell of it, we'll throw in Matt Forte. Oh. Uh, I
1: still think I'm taking Forte above those other two guys pretty
0: heavily. Um, Even with no, uh, no, possibly no Fitzpatrick? Well, that's going to
1: that's going to decide it. I mean, if Fitz is there then yes. If he's not there then I'm leaning towards Rawls first. Um I, I mean, I love Shady, but he's uh, I don't know. He was too much of an inconsistent injury mess last year to to be worth worth having in my mind. Um, so I, I'll go Rawls, Forte,
0: Shady I am actually Forte, Shady Rawls um, I've just, I maybe I'm I'm waiting for the injury news to get better on Rawls and to see that he's actually going to be healthy for the year, because there is talk that yeah. he's not going to be. Uh, Forte, I'm banking on the fact that they're going to bring back Patrick. If not then yeah, he's going to sink not, not you know, not too terribly, but he's going to drop in my rankings. Um, yeah. And McCoy, you know, I mean, he's still going to be fine overall, but I mean, he you know he's going to be hurt. When you he know he's going to be hurt. Year, but he didn't you know play that that hurt. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem. I,
1: I don't want a guy on my team that's not going to freaking play.
0: Yep. So, I mean, that's that's a little game I wanted to play there. Um, unfortunately, I think we will have to skip your rant tonight. Um, I actually threw a good topic at you, but I think it would take a long time to get through. So, we will pass uh, up on the, Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll pass up on that. that one. Did and, you text um,
1: to me? How did you get I, to me?
0: I did, I did. Oh, I see. All right. Yeah, it's, it's all right, but... We will finish up here with with everybody's favorite segment. And um click the wrong button. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, finish up here. A couple ones here in a Dynasty League, would you trade Crush Davis for Hosmer? Is a four categories Looks like it's kind of a points league, so you get points for average, or it's weight or everything's weighted. It seems like I don't know. This is kind of a weird thing. So the four categories though are average, home runs times one, runs times point two five, RBI times point two five. And no, I'm not trading Crush for Hosmer. I know Crush has no. been dog blank for quite some time now. But um, Hosmer, this Kansas City offense just doesn't seem to be putting it together like they have in years past. Hosmer is not better than Crush Davis. I'm sorry, it's just not happening. So no to that one. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. You agree. That's, that's and then in another really one, up. I know that this is a dynasty league. Uh, would you trade Eduardo Rod- Rodriguez? For Jameson Tallion.
1: I I mean, I'd rather have Tallion. I mean, the injury history scares me a little bit, but
0: He's like already said, had Tommy John, so like he, you know, he's the who's seemingly
1: coming through it. He's pitching well. He's had that long layoff in the minors already. And Rodriguez hasn't really i mean he hasn't really come into his own yet, but he he's got such a smaller sample size too in my mind it's only really one year of major league pitching, which is obviously better than just minor league but um no i I'm not doing it I'm sick of Italian
0: yeah um i think. I think I'm I think I'm going with Talion, too, especially in Dynasty. Um I mean if you're if you're trying to win this year, you might if you know if it, if it wasn't Dynasty, I'd say maybe hold on to Erod, only because I'm not sure how much Talion's going to pitch. Um so that would be the only thought that would cross my mind, but if it's Dynasty, you don't really think you have much of a chance this year, I'd go ahead and pick him up. You know, I'd I'd make that swap. Um, and I have to say, I, I, I didn't even, I knew the guy who asked it, didn't realize it was actually one of the leagues I was in. The trade went through, he got Italian. Uh, he had to give up Wilson Contreras at the same time. So sneaky play there. He asked me about a trade in my own league. Uh, but he gave up Wilson Contreras too. He gave up Eduardo Rodriguez and Wilson Contreras. And I don't know if I would have done that. I mean, Contreras is supposed to be a a pretty legit uh, catching prospect. so Yeah, I mean, that's that's tough because you know
1: David Ross is probably done after this year. I think he's already even said this is his last ride. Um, They've still got Miguel Montero as their main starter, and he's on and off the injury board, but – you know, I I think Contreras, you know
0: Schwarber's not going to
1: be catching, so he's got a pretty open path. I feel like. Yeah, he does. To come up to come up sooner than later. I I don't I don't know if I like it when you do it that way.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely don't either. Um, I, I think not I would not without getting another
1: something back
0: with with Talian. Yeah, Even I. It's I
1: think, just like a role player for this year, but uh, yeah, I think he. I think he lost that trade.
0: Unfortunately, due to, uh, I mean, Rodriguez is pretty good, man. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't he's know what, what. So. He's
1: not yeah. a bad pitcher. I just think in a dynasty league, I like Italian better. Oh, uh, of course.
0: You just you know you don't give up. You don't give up stud catchers, you know, like that. You know, catchers are hard to find. But anyway, that is all I've got for the night. Uh, You got anything else to add?
1: No, man. That's uh, that's a wrap for me.
0: All right. Well, have a good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. And uh, join us next week, same time, same channel. And we will bid you adieu with AJ's favorite song. (laughs)
1: <laughs> not my favorite
0: song It's mm. Man Eater is the favorite oh, I'm song I was gonna do that one Whatever Alright <laughs> It's
1: still good So I appreciate it
0: <laughs> Drop
1: the notes